What's going on, y'all? So today's guest, we actually have what they call a sneakerhead. You know, so this guy, man, has just a wall full of sneakers, and he talks about them on his YouTube page. His YouTube page is Kicknology. And, dude, it was such a great conversation. We talked about uh, NBA. We talked about sports. We talked about uh, faith. And we talked about, of course, shoes. And one thing I love about him, man, is just, you know, he uses his platform to share his faith. And that's what he calls it. He calls the shoes a bait to share his faith. And I love that. And I just wanted to know more about it. So we had a great conversation, and I hope y'all enjoy it too. So here he is, man. This is Kicknology. It's, it's my foundation. It's my faith. It's my work ethic. It's my drive. It's everything that I've tried to build for myself that has made me who I am. Um, it all started as like a nutrition thing because my background is like I'm a, I was a personal trainer. I'm very big into like supplements and nutrition and stuff like that. So it started off like that. But then I was like, dude, I like so much, so many other things, you know, so I was I just want to talk to different people. I get interested in what different people do and yeah. what they're and what they're about, like what they believe in and uh, just different things like that. So, you know, I've, I've had people that were uh, addicted to drugs and stuff. I've had gym teachers. I've had, you know, all across the different, you know, different kinds of things, man. And it's just interesting and it's fun to do. I actually have a twin brother. He's a personal trainer in Nashville. He, he's opening up his second gym. Oh, wow. And uh, he was saying the same thing like you were saying, dude, whenever you're doing that one-on-one, you get to know a lot of people. You get to know a lot about them. And then just the, the, the mental Everybody think it's physical, but also the mental aspect it takes to to drive your body to change is very, very tough, man. And you know that's what a personal trainers can can help you at. I mean, anybody can show you how to pick up a weight, but it's to motivate you and encourage you to keep pushing through that to to get to that next exercise or the next rep. So I salute you guys, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a tough tough gig. Like right now, I kind of um, I'm more focused on athletes, so I train two MMA fighters. Yeah. So one one is new to it. She's never fought before, and the other one is actually trying to make her pro debut. She's four and zero amateur. Wow. So we're working on that. That's but, awesome. Yeah, man. So how's this uh like um this whole pandemic? How's it treating you? Um, I I manage a Walgreens, so it hasn't changed for me much. Um. We we are we have been considered essential since day one since this whole uh, pandemic uh, happened. So um, it really hasn't affected me. I mean, some adjustments for work. Um, thank God my store hasn't had any cases or anything like that. But uh, so far, it's been the same thing for me. My kids are sitting at home. I have a son and a daughter. Um, my son is ten. My daughter is eight. Uh, they're both at home. Uh, so me and my wife just balance. You know how to take care of them and also to uh do the homeschooling here we'll see what the new year brings man but uh my daughter she already wants to go back like she she wants to see her friends she wants to hug people and talk to people she's like i hate covid i was like well baby i don't think about it like it so yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's one of those things man but yeah it hasn't been it hasn't been that different for uh my line of work yeah i mean it's kind of the same with me um I do security at a bank, so you know they consider me essential. 
And uh, they actually did a lot of, not layoffs, but they kind of uh, made people do the same position in a different state. You know what I mean? So they were moving people from my site to like Pennsylvania and Baltimore and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, I'm not going there. You know, at the beginning of pandemic, those are the two worst places, you know. And um, at the beginning, I was taking it very serious, you know, because no one knew anything about it. You know, but I think I think this point in time, you know, I'm not uh, I'm always cautious, you know what I mean? But I also want to live my life. I also want to, you know, be able to do things and um, do what I need to get done. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's funny because it seems like everything was considered essential here in Florida. I'm in Florida where, you know, the governor is like lenient on everything. Right. Yeah. And it seems like everything was essential. Beer, wine, cigarettes. So oh, you yeah. worked at Enoch. Coca-Cola was essential. They were still open. And I'm yeah. like, man, is this stuff really essential? But, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do agree with you. It's, it's going to get to a point where we're all going to have to, you know, just say, you know what, let me let me do. It, it seems like the our hygiene is going to have to be a little bit more focused for the rest of our lives. You know, we got away from washing our hands and stuff like that. Mm. Let's just take care of ourselves. Be be more cautious of personal space, giving people their actual personal space, covering our mouths when we sneeze and stuff like that, which is, which is etiquette that we should have been doing for years, but we just kind of really got away from it. So, um, yeah, man, it's been it's been different, man. I, I, I have a huge take on the whole pandemic thing. Like, I just I just feel like that. The Lord is, is really trying to tell us, you know, you know, sit down, stay, stay home with your family, spend time with your family. Oh, yeah. um, it was kind of like the first time in our lives where um, fast food was at an all time low because we were actually at home eating with our family. Mm-hmm. We were we were home with our kids. We had to sit across the table and actually talk to one another. And I feel like that was God's way of saying, you know what, spend some time with one another. We, we, we kind of got in the way with social media and everything that's going on in our lives to this kind of be disconnected just shoot a text hey how you doing where's where that you know that personal relationship that we have with people so um you gotta find a, you gotta find a good in everything in everything bad man you gotta try to find it oh exactly and, and and another thing like i feel like um it teaches people to appreciate what they have you know i think the the hustle and bustle of life you know kind of gets in the way of like remembering like the little things like when i pull up in my driveway every single day i'm like i have my own house like i can come home and i'm in a safe place and all these different types of things like just the little things be appreciative of the little things that you have and just remember like how how blessed you are you know and i know a lot of people aren't in that situation and those are the people like i really feel bad for i hate that there's people stuck in this situation in a bad spot you know, and they're dealing with something where, mm-hmm. it, whether it be like uh, suicidal thoughts or domestic abuse or just things like that, man, it just sucks to, uh, for people to have to be, you know, stuck in that. But yeah, you know, you see, you see these, you see people in those situations. And um, I myself used to be one of those people where I, I would see, you know, maybe somebody on the side of the road and I'm like, how did they end up in that type of situation? Like, mm-hmm. How did it get that bad? Um, but then, you know, going through a pandemic when you you that you lose your job and you can't find work and you start to realize, you know, certain situations in life can cause those. It's just a domino effect. It can cause those things to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's not my place to determine how that person got got there. 
Um, my daughter has really, you know, pierced my heart a lot because every time we go by somebody, she's like, we need to keep something in the car to give to them. We need to give them something. We need to give them something. So it's, 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 it's reminding me about the compassion that the Lord has for me. My daughter has shown me through the love she has for people that she sees that she needs. So it's just kind of it's been it's been an eye-opening experience. I've been through this pandemic. I've really been trying to use my platform and just figure out a way how I can impact people and just bring the good and positivity um, out of it. Uh, it. You know, it's it, at times it's frustrating, especially being a, um, a leader of a store where you have where I have team members that they're depending on this job, but you know hours are cut and stuff like that. So how can you encourage these people not to you know to continue to come to work in a pandemic? You know, mm-hmm. everybody's lifestyle is just a little bit different, man. I, I like I said, I just feel like the Lord is just trying to show us be more compassionate, be there for one another. But you know, stay home. Take take a time out. You know what I'm saying? Reflect. Lean on me. Hey, I'm here. You know, talk to me, and uh, let me get you through this. And a lot of us are hopefully a lot of us are taking heed to that. So, how are since you're in Florida, I saw that they're be going to phase three. You know what I mean? So, and I saw a lot of people were freaking out about that and mad about that. Like, how how are the people that you know that you're close with? How are they uh, dealing with that? You know, man, dude, we were talking about this yesterday. There's so many different phases. Like, you know, I'm on the I'm on the phone and conference calls with the CDC all the time because of my job. I don't know what phase. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know what phase three really means. All I know is is that we're gonna continue to follow the guidelines, the mask wearing, the social distancing. Um, mm-hmm. We're gonna continue to check, check the temperatures. Um, I truly believe that even the CDC don't even still don't even know how to put a grip or a hold on what's going on. So, right. Um, in, in, in my mind frame, the way I think, if I don't know what something is and no one else does, let me, whatever they tell me that I need to be doing, I'm going to do to my full extent. All this, this hypothetical stuff, you can try this, you can try this, you can try this. You know, these are the things that they've been saying from day one. I'm going to stick to these things. Make sure I do them and keep it moving. So, so far, so good. Um, but, like, Phase, I think Florida to the point now, phase three, phase four, phase five, it really doesn't affect us much mm-hmm. um, our mind frame because, dude, literally, malls are open, beaches are open, uh, everything is pretty much open here, so people are just excited about being out. You know, we talk, you talked about the, the mental aspect of things. Some people just have been stuck in the house for so long, they just want to be out, man, so they're willing to take the chance to go to the restaurant and be out but um and then you got small businesses that need to be open like mm-hmm. they can't support their family they need the money so it's just like it's just a totally bad situation from every aspect you, can think of, you know so right i don't know what's up everyone just want to take a quick second to tell you about strong tower nutrition strong tower nutrition is my health supplement brand and the website is stnutrition.com so if you're looking for a new kind of supplement to use if you're looking for something to help your muscles recover you're looking for a meal replacement just to you know get through the day and because you don't have time to eat you know maybe you're on the run or you're on the go and you need something quick you know you need some uh something to replace your meal you need a protein shake and I got something for you right here, ISO 100. So on stnutrition.com, you can get your ISO 100 on there. We have Cocoa Pebbles and we have Fruity Pebbles. Most of the, the most delicious flavors I've ever had for a protein shake. 
and I'm bringing it to you and you're able to get 10% off because you're listening to this podcast. And that's the only people I'm only giving it to y'all. So 10% off, go to stnutrition.com and type in strong, S-T-R-O-N-G, and then you'll get 10% off your purchase and enjoy the, the tasty flavors of ISO 100. So let's get back to the show. So with all this time, like soon, since you don't really have like still like the free time like other people do, like you still work, you still got to deal with your like your kids are at home and school and stuff like that. Where do you find the time to grow a YouTube channel? So um, it's tough, but um, I try, I try to plan out my days and my weeks, you know. I got a whole wife and a whole family, so I mean, I do have to make time for them in in work and um, trying to be a content creator is um, is, is tough at times. But um, just plan plan things out. My my platform, I've always used it to um, bring glory to God. Um, you see all the shoes that's behind me, um, but though that that's kind of what I do to um, to let people know. It's kind of like my bait, you know. They always, they say we're well, supposed to be fisher fisher and men. So, you know, you got to have some type of bait. And, um, uh, um, you know, thank God that people are into sneakers. And they will mm-hmm. click on a thumbnail if they see a sneaker. They will um, want to talk to you if you're talking about a certain a certain Jordan or Yeezy or whatever the shoe may be. And um, it gives me an opportunity to literally um, talk to people about God and how God has blessed me. Not, not so much blessed me to be able to have these shoes. But my story, my testimony, um, how you can turn anything that you have, any passion that you have, any drive that you have to bring positivity out of it. I mean, of course, we all want to make money. Of course, we all want to have something in life, that physical part. But what impact and what can you leave someone with that can, that as they walk away from my YouTube channel, they can say, wow, man, I feel, I feel a little bit better about myself. Or most importantly, maybe I should open up my Bible and find out who this guy is that, that Jeremy keeps talking about. Like, I really want to know. How is it that he can make 600 plus videos and he's constantly talking about the Lord? Like that's what, why? Like what, why? How does that even connect with sneakers? So, you know, just putting that bed out there. But the, but finding the time, I've been doing this for going on six years now. So it's kind of just like a part of my life now. Um, it's been on and off with my last two years. I've really been consistent every Tuesday. I do um, an episode called True Tuesday where I bring the word of God. And every Sunday I do um, the word in days where I pick one of my Jordans and I kind of connect it with um, a scripture and just uh, about God on that. So the thing is, once you have those two, I can consistently pump those out because it's an expectation. Like people look for it. They know to get it from me. So, you know, I don't I don't want to disappoint anyone um, when, when I miss those. So. Um, more consistent with those than my sneaker videos, um, right. because those are planned. You know, those are part of my agenda for my channel. But it's fun, man. It's fun. I meet a lot of people. Um, I'm able to connect with a lot of people, and it's also um, you gotta you gotta think about all the the youngsters that watch YouTube and they're on there because they they don't want to get bullied at school because they don't have on the freshest kicks or the newest exclusive shoes. So. A lot of people don't understand that these shoes are literally a scapegoat for some of these kids that go to school. Like mm-hmm. that's popularity for them. But um, 
me being able to connect with them can let them understand, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter what they say about you. It's about what the Lord thinks. And the Lord doesn't care what shoes you have on your feet. Right. You know what? If he bless you with these shoes, all right, that's fine. But he doesn't care about that. You know, what can you do when you walk? That What, what shoes are you really walking in? So um, it's fun. It, it's very hard to be creative to think about this stuff and connect it with shoes, to be honest with you, because I'm running out of shoes, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally running out of shoes. But um, the Lord has provided, you know, every time he uses me. So uh, it's been fun, man. I- I'm loving it. So did your channel start um, kind of as a bait to share your faith? Or did it just start with shoes first and then you kind of moved on with it? It's, it started with the bait to share my faith. I actually had a business partner at the time. We were cre- we were creating shirts and stuff like that. Uh, we were doing events for like the youth. Um, all that good stuff. It was more um, a teenager, you know, more, you know, 16 to 18 driven, somewhere in there, maybe 14 to 18 driven. Uh, we were going to school, speaking to the youth. Um, so, yeah, it all started with the intent for it to be a platform to um, encourage and uplift the youth to, you know, stay in school, be positive for those single uh, single parent kids, for, for them to, uh, for us to have the opportunity to not so much be their parent, but give them some guidance because it's a lot of, let's keep it real, it's a lot of people that shouldn't be on social media telling people what to do. You know, they don't, they are, they're not telling them the right things to do. They're just literally um, telling them this is what success looks like. It's really not what true success is. Um, so it did start with that. Um, and then about, uh, I must say, like two and a half years into it, um, uh, me and my business partner, we decided to uh, split ways with it. So I kind of, I kind of left it for a little while, and then I came back to it, and uh, it's still been the same purpose, uh, same message, just a little bit different. Where um, I do a couple of more segments um, in the weekly agenda where I'm really talking about the Lord, because I felt like I wasn't giving Him enough justice if I'm saying this is my purpose. If I'm saying I'm a spiritual, um, motivational, in, in encouragement on YouTube, I felt like I wasn't living up to that standard so i took like a year off prayed about it thought about some different ways that i can bring more content um basically what if 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 people were to look at my channel like what would they get out of it so i went back and i watched all 165 videos that i had and i'm like okay i'm not getting that message from this page like i'm getting like just another sneakerhead like another guy that bought out of shoes so it was back to the drawing board changed up some things and uh the rest is history, man. We're uh, we're growing, uh, and the good thing about it is, man, you see some you see people that get frustrated with being a content creator because they see mm. people at five thousand views, fifty million subscribers, and stuff like that. And what we gotta realize is everybody is a content creator now, um, whether they make shoes, cards, uh, comic books, how-to tutorials on how to fix your car. I go to YouTube every time I want to fix my car, literally, and I watch it. So. Anybody can be a content creator. Uh, so I always tell everybody, um, before you even think about creating a, a YouTube channel, find out what is your purpose. When somebody goes to your page, what do you want them to leave with? Do you want them to leave with, oh, every time uh, a Yeezy drop, this person is going to give me all the information? Then make sure that your page is saying that. If you want them to know that you know about the Lord and you want them to be encouraged about the Lord, let them know that. Because those are going to be the subscribers that want to come back and watch your content. You know, give, give them, mm. I'm going to go watch the people that I want to, that's going to be talking about the things I want to talk about. So I don't shy behind it. This is what my channel is about, shoes and the Lord.
If you want to subscribe to it, you're going to hear about shoes in the Lord. So if you thumb down, if you, if you give my video thumb down, then you my subscriber, then you already knew what it was about. So you probably shouldn't be on my page, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, right. But, it's, uh, but it's, 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 I always tell people to be transparent when you're creating this, uh, when you're creating a YouTube page. Some people do the whole clickbait thing. The titles are not accurate. The thumbnails are not accurate. And then you get on the page and it's like, this has nothing to do with what. I'm not I was gonna be. Be authentic, man. Be authentic. That's how you get genuine followers and supporters. Oh yeah, I mean I completely agree, and I feel the same way. Like uh, doing podcasts, man. Everyone and their mom has a podcast now. You know what I mean? So when I came into it, I was like, okay, man, let's do this for fun. Like, I don't worry about how many subscribers you have. Don't many. Don't worry about how many views you have, or whatever. So I rarely pay attention to the numbers. Like, um, sometimes I'll see the YouTube numbers just because I'm on YouTube all the time. But like the listens on like, because I stream on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher also. So I don't even I have no idea who actually listens to it. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to bring different people's perspectives of different things. You know, and sometimes you know. Um, we live in a small, I live in a small state in Delaware, so other people will like stumble on it and they'll be like, oh, that's my boy or that's my, that's my girl or something like that, you know? And um, like one time in the mall, someone's like, hey, that's the podcast guy. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought that was one of the cool things, you know, starting out. And um, I didn't think I'd be going this long because I thought I'd just get tired of it, but. Uh, I just keep enjoying it more and more, and I try and just get better like every every single time. All right, so yeah, I was I was listening to what you were saying about you know the the looking at the numbers and stuff like that. Man, when I first started doing this, I was looking at the numbers, and you talking about discouraging. Dude, I would make a I would make a video, and I swear I would think that video was gonna get a thousand views or fifty million views. It would mm. get five, and it would be like three weeks, and I'm like, what the heck? Yep. But the good thing about it is, is that now, if I look, go back and look at those videos, those same videos are five, six thousand views because you can go back at any time and view this content. Right. And I think that's what people, that's what people need to keep in mind when you're creating content, is that it's permanent. Like, literally, even if it doesn't get the views right now, later on down the line, you can look back and that that video can get a lot of views. So, um. It's an encouragement, man. Like, even myself, I go back and watch some of my videos from four or five years ago, and I'm like, huh, I needed to hear that message. Like, mm. I needed to hear it. So I'm teaching myself. I'm reminding myself. And it's a, it's a blessing, man. You know, so, social media can be it's, – it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's killed our, our um, society, and at the same time, it can uplift our society too. It's just – it's like a double-edged sword with it. So it's very unique. But your podcast, I love the concept. Because, like you said, so many different people in every in the, to be able to bring so many different people, different colors, different sizes, different backgrounds, different professions together, and get them to open up. That takes a special type of individual. So, salute to you to be able to be able to make people comfortable enough to share themselves with you, because that's huge, man. Yeah, that's man, huge. appreciate that. So, um, so what got you in the shoes in the first place? Um, my older brother. Um, back in <clears throat> let's see, it was probably 1993 or four. Uh, 
it was the um man i wish i was in my room now i would show you the shoe but it was the um jordan 13 the cherry red 13s um he had them and i wanted them so bad and and um wasn't able to get them but i was able to get the bread 13s and i was mm-hmm. trying out for the basketball team and we swapped shoes and i didn't want to put these even though they're basketball sneakers, I didn't want to put these on a the hardwood floor. I just wanted to put, I just wanted to wear these around campus, you know? Yeah. So, um, had those shoes and somebody stole them from the locker room when I was trying out for basketball and it kind of just got, it got me away from it. But then when I, um, when I got a little bit older and started making my own money, you know, I started looking through some things and I'm like, okay, I want, I want to get these shoes back. So I started collecting again. Uh, it's been on and off based on, you know, of course, like financial situations in your life. Because mm. now sneakers are expensive, bro. Like anybody that's going to watch this or hear this this, and you think uh, getting into the sneaker game is is easy, it's expensive. Um, shoes that used to 189 you know, 90 bucks now, back in the day. Um, I'm 36, so, you know. I've lived a little bit. So people people that's, that remember those days, shoes, shoes are cheaper. Now they're like 190 bucks, just retail. And then thinking about the aftermarket price that people pay, pay for, you, you're looking three to 300 to 1300 bucks people mm-hmm. will pay for a sneaker. Yeah. Um, to literally wear it, to literally wear the shoe. And I'm just like, it's crazy. So it's very tough. Um, I always tell people, do not get into the sneaker game unless you can financially afford it because I've seen it destroy people. Mm. Um, and you can't bounce back from it. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's hard because once you, they make so many shoes. Right, um, right. Every week, it's a sneaker drop. Every day, it's a sneaker drop. And with the pandemic, it's made it worse. So every single day, they're dropping shoes because everything is online. And they know people are itching to buy something. And Nike and Jordan and Adidas, they're, they all got to reach their quotas from, you know, the pandemic also. The end of the year is coming. The fiscal year is almost over with. So they're pushing out sneakers. So I've literally, my wife told me yesterday, she's like, stop looking at shoes. I, I got to stop looking at them because I'm like, wow, they, they, they came back out with this. They came back out with that. Yeah. But I have to be, I literally had to tell myself, if it's not a need, which I don't think any other sneakers are, <laughs> are actually a need. But if it's not an extreme want, I, I got to stay away from it. But uh, just the love for the shoe, man. Um, like I said, sneakers are for some people. Um, they're the, it's the reason why they're not getting made fun of at school. It, it means something to them to be able to put on a shoe and for people to point at the shoe and be like, wow, you got that. That means everything to them. It's a confidence booster. Um, for some people, when they put on a sneaker, it's like it's like putting makeup on for women. They feel like that they are oh, a totally yeah. different person. Their confidence is through the roof. You can't tell them nothing about themselves, and it's just one of those things. But on the other end of those things, whenever they take them off, it's a demoralizing effect for them also because they they have so much confidence built in those shoes instead of themselves. So that's where I come in and be like, oh, bro, the shoes, you make the shoes. You, un- you do understand that. Nobody walks the same. We can all put on the same Jordan 1. You're going to walk in them differently than I'm going to walk in them. We make the sneaker. The sneaker doesn't make us, but people don't get that, man. And that's where my channel and my page comes in. So it's fun. Yeah, man, I remember my first, um, like, real nice shoe, because I was playing basketball, I think I was in middle, was I in middle school, 
I remember playing basketball and my shoes were just beat up. I was sliding all over the floor and stuff like that. My mom was like, we need to get you some new shoes, right? So we finally got some. There were the, um, uh, what's Iver- the Iverson fives? I think they're the fives. And um, the question or the answer? The answer. The answer. Wow. Yeah. And um, so those were my first pair. They were like the uh, the black with the, like the silver on the top, the gray on the top. Uh-huh. And ooh, I felt so good in those. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the same with you. Like I didn't want to play in them. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, I don't even want to like mess these up. But then I ended up doing yeah. that, and then I was like, I I begged my mom to get a different pair for school because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to wear these to school. You know, I just want to play in, play basketball yeah. in them. Yeah. So I got the same shoe, but all white, which was a ooh. dumb idea. Dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. Because then I didn't even want to wear them, cause I, cause I would, I didn't want to crease them, I didn't want to get them dirty. And I was like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? So then after that, my shoe f- like thing kind of just stopped after that. But again, it gave me that confidence. It gave um, people noticed me that never even noticed me before. Yep. Like, oh yep. Ben, look at your shoes. I was like, I know, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm in the building. It's me. It's and it's funny. You know, out of all my shoes that I have. I literally have one pair of all white or majority white sneakers. Like, dude, I can't do it. I know, it's hard. One of my pet peeves when it comes to shoes is, you know when you're wearing socks with shoes and they have those little little lint balls in the the sock line? Yeah. I hate that. And every time I get an all white shoe or it could be a shoe that I really, really want. If I look in the the sock line and it's all white, I won't get it because it's like literally – I don't know. It's just it's it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. So I mean, all white shoes are very hard to keep clean. Back in the day, all white Air Force mm-hmm. Ones were my thing, man. Oh, mine too. One yeah, scuff, one scuff, and I'm like, I don't want to wear this. I know. <laughs> I stop buying them. I stop buying them. I know. I wore. I had a lot of a pair of like Air Force Ones and uh, things like that, you know. But then I yeah. got older, and I just started not to care about shoes anymore. Like. Like right now, I just wear like Converse. I wear like the Chuck Taylors, yeah, and just some regular like uh, Nike Air Max for casual wear stuff like that. You know what I mean? But you know, one of the things, man. Um, like I sit back and I see a lot of people. They're like, man, you don't wear your shoes. Um, you only you only have two feet. Why would you? Why would you need that many pairs of shoes? <laughs> you like, what's the point in it? And you know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it a hundred percent with you. Um, you know, and a lot of sneakerheads probably wouldn't admit this. It's sometimes that I battle with. Okay, am I am I am I doing too much? Like, am I putting too much attention on a materialistic thing? Is it is it gluttony? Am I um, hmm. am I hoarding? Like, like what is the purpose behind it? Do, like, am, I have to put myself in a spot where I have to take myself away from it because I'm I'm like okay. It means more to me to get this sneaker than it does for me to be with my family because I would rather sit and stand in the line for four hours when I, when my wife and my kids are at home and I can be home with them. I feel like we need to find a balance. It's okay to have a collection. Stamp collection, sock collection, fanny pack, whatever it is. We mm-hmm. all have things that we like to collect and do. Funko Pops. I've started collecting Funko Pops about... Probably like a year now. I love uh, pop Funko. I do, but it's like it's like when it when it becomes like I, I'm I'm in a Bible study every week with some guys, and we're talking about like what is that fine line that we, that that determines 
okay, this is too much. We need to we need to scale back and put our attention back on the Lord. Okay, you know, I'm spending 40, 50 hours a week trying to get a sneaker. But I, I gave the Lord literally 10 minutes this week. That's yeah. what I gave him. But then, but then the night of the release, I'm like, oh, God, please, please, God, please let me get the shoe. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, and I, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So I feel like uh, just like any other thing that you do, makeup, sneakers, whatever it is, you have to find a balance and understand that you're not going to get every sneaker. And, you, and, when you miss, and when you miss out on the shoe, it's okay. When somebody else gets the shoe that you want, Stop being jealous. Stop being envious. Like that's that's when you need to step back and say, okay, this means way too much for me. Because I know some people that their whole sneaker collections were were stolen. Somebody broke into the house, stole them all, mm. or that house burnt down. Entire sneaker collection gone. Two years ago, we were going through the hurricanes here, and I had to evacuate my house. I I took two pairs of shoes with me, the two that I really wanted. I took those with me, and my wife was like, "What are we gonna do?" I'm like, "I don't know if they hey." Somebody, if they swim somewhere and they end up, somebody's going to have a nice collection wherever they end up. Right. But I can't, like, what was I supposed to do? Go grab a U-Haul, put all my, you know, 100 plus sneakers in a U-Haul and take them with me? It's just not, like, it's not that important. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hobby, it's a habit. It's fun. It's entertaining. Um, but, like, where is your focus? What is your purpose in this? Why are you doing this? And if, it, if it's just to collect a, a sneaker, then I, I do feel sorry for sneakerheads that's like that because uh, the disappointment that can go along with this could be very demoralizing for an individual. You know, it's easy to get in front of the camera and act like everything's fine. Yeah. So, hey, I got this shit. It's fun, fun, fun. And then, and then you turn off that camera. If that's your, if that's what you're living for, that's sad, man. That's really sad. So. I know, man. I mean, it's crazy because I know a couple. I know a couple guys and. Uh... You know, you don't really, you don't really see what they do behind the scenes, or you don't hear about what they do behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see the pictures of the new shoes they got. I'm like, I just sit there and think, like, I wonder what they did to get those. Like, how long they waited, or how long like they sat on their phone for. You know what I mean? And it could be like that with anything that people do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, it's like, how much time are you really putting into that, and then how much time are you giving to God? Yeah. Like, which is yeah. funny because I never even thought about that. Because as you're saying, I'm sitting here reflecting on, wait, how much time did I get to God this week? You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, but, it's, with, it's with anything that you do. It's not just sneakers. It's mm. anything. Working out. Hey, I really care about my physique. I want to look different. I, we set we set ourselves these goals um, to where in, you know, 30, 90 days, we take the before and after picture and we're we're all gung-ho about this, which is perfectly fine. You know, God created our bodies. We should take care of it. We should want to be, them to be the best that they can be, of course, by all means. But where's your where's your mind? Where are you at mentally? Because that, like like we talked about at the beginning of this, that, that can be completely demoralizing to someone if all they do is work out, work out, and then a month goes by and they don't see the results that they thought. Mm-hmm. That can completely kill someone's psyche. Um, I know a couple of people that's hardcore up into working out, and I've never seen people change their bodies as much as they change their bodies. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, not, not plastic surgery, but what I'm saying is they adjust their diets, and literally they do shows, and in two months they can look completely different. I'm like, wow, how can you do that, bro? Like, I knew one dude that was eating baby food for like a month getting ready yeah. for a show. Yeah. He wanted his body just to be. 
completely um, ripped. And I'm like, dude, he was so stressed out when I worked with him because he was eating no carbs and like. <laughs> That's like, how it gets, like, man. Trying to give customer, trying to give customer service like that, bro. It was. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to write you up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you need to eat some carbs. Here, eat this. It's kind of like those sneaker commercials. Here, bro, take have a Snickers bar because I don't know who you are right now. But um, it, I, anything that you do, um, you still gotta find. I feel like my my saying is is that anything that you that God has blessed you with to be passionate about. You always got to end the day and start the day. That passion, if you're fortunate enough to be a personal trainer, if you're for- fortunate enough to be a YouTube or content creator, whatever it is, start your day thanking the God for that, thanking God for that. Mm-hmm. End your day yep. thanking God for another day for you to be able to do that. Start in, I feel like that, that you're, you're giving God the glory, the recognition. And also, if you're starting your day um, thanking God, asking God for that guidance, He's going to put you in the right spots for you to be successful and for your platform to be used to glorify him. Um, my, 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 my concern and my passion and my heart goes out to those people that don't know who the Lord is. And they're just out here doing this stuff because I can only imagine if I didn't have the relationship that I have with, with God, um, how being in the sneaker community, you want to be that person that you want everybody to like your shoes. You know, that's not that's not all all that attention is not always good for a, a man who's married and mm. trying to be do the right thing. And um, that's that's that owns a business. And, you know, maybe I don't have enough money to, to afford a shoe this month, you know, because of my relationship with God. I don't think about, you know, oh, maybe I can just grab this money to get this shoe because it costs a little bit more. You know, none of those things cross my mind because I know the Lord is going to provide. And if it's a sneaker that. I'm blessed enough to get, I'll get it. And if not, hey, so be it. Move on. Congratulate the next person. But it's literally people out there that don't have a bigger purpose than their purpose that they think they have in life. And without God, you you end up making some dumb decisions sometimes sometimes to make sure you keep that status of a sneakerhead or whatever it is that you have. And um, it's sad, man. It's it's very sad, but you know. Do you ever get like any questions or uh um, like anything on Instagram, like any of your followers or your subscribers or anyone like come that you like ask you questions um, about your faith at all? Yeah, all the time. I've had people um, share with me that um, they were thinking about committing suicide until they clicked on, they was on YouTube and they see my video. Um, I've had people tell me that they, they're battling with sexuality. Um, they're, battling, they're battling with uh, drug addictions. Um, and also, I've just had people that just hit me up and say, hey, why? You've never seen this guy that you talk about. Why? Mm. You know, um, so all those questions. I've had people hit me up and literally tell me, you know, you like, I, I basically, I'm not leading the right example. Um, it seems like I'm bragging about the shoes that I have. And then I'm justifying it with God is wrong. So, you know, I, I, when you put yourself out there, you're going to always get that. Right. No matter whether it's good or bad, you're going to always get those things. So um, one thing about me, man, is, is that I don't care about the subs. Mm. I don't care about the views. I care about those those one or two messages that people send me that said, you know what? This I needed to hear this. I needed to hear this message. That means the absolute world to me because... I've been in positions where I was searching for something, somebody to tell me something, help me out in a situation. 
I didn't need the financial. I didn't need the shoes. I didn't need the the, the meal prep. I didn't need that. I needed somebody to tell me that it was gonna be okay. And I was my pride was too much for me to ask physically ask somebody to tell me it's gonna be okay, or for me to reach out and say I'm struggling with this or I'm going through this. So I just needed to hear it. So for me to hear people say that, it, it's like me having a million subs because I feel like that that my video served served the purpose. Um, but I also have to tell myself and remind myself, Jeremy, when you don't hear that, doesn't mean that it's not happening. Hmm. Keep pushing out the content. Keep pushing out the content because sometimes we want we want that gratification, and it's not for me. It's for the Lord, and j- He knows when the videos and what they're doing. He's putting them in people's spots and on their desktops and on their ads. And you should watch the suggested video. He's doing all that work. He doesn't have to come back and tell me, "Hey, by the way, this guy, I let him see your video." He said it was good. Pat yourself on the back. Like he don't he don't need he don't need to do that for me. I need to understand that. So mm-hmm. sometimes I have to remind myself. But um, yeah, man, I get I get all kinds of DMs. I get all kinds of messages. Um, I address every single one, even if it were, even if it's negative. I, you know you know thank you for watching. God bless. Um, even if it's something small like that, um, I'm not gonna go back and forth and argue with you about anything because the thing about uh, videos, you choose to click on them. You choose yep. to comment on them. If you don't like what I'm saying, you don't have to watch it. Um, so I'm not going to go back and forth and argue with you. I feel like the word is something that you don't argue with people about. Um, now, sports, I will argue with you all day and debate with you about that all day. But the word of God, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you about it. You know, I'm just going to tell you what it is. You know, God, God to piss your heart when it's time for him to piss your heart. So. Yeah, man. So speaking of sports, what are you thinking of this? Um, this Lakers uh, heat series. So I've been a Lakers fan all my life. Um, I, I love Kobe. Kobe's my favorite basketball player. Um, even if he would have went to the Celtics or the 76ers or the Bulls, like he was thinking about going in 2014, I, I would have still been okay with it. Um, I would have been a Lakers fan, but I still would have been a Kobe fan. But right. I think that the – so I do a sports live every Monday night on my YouTube, and – about a year and a half ago on my Facebook, I put in 2021 the Lakers were winning the finals. I just I just had a feeling, you know. But I thought it was gonna be the Lakers and the Celtics. I literally thought it was gonna be Lakers Celtics. Now, I was, I was close, close, man. <laughs> I was close, man. But I feel like that um, that the team was just. I feel like the team was built for it. Um, LeBron heard a lot of the things that people were saying about him. He's a he's a phenomenal basketball player. Um, I feel like that getting Anthony Davis, he's always been great, but he he was kind of like LeBron when LeBron went to Miami. He needed that that mentor, leadership, feel more comfortable player mm-hmm. with him for him to be where he's at. So I feel like this is giving AD great experience. He's going to be a monster to deal with for the next couple of years. Uh, I do think the Heat will win, will win Game Three. Um, I I said I say the Lakers in six just because I want to see some more games. Right, right, um, but. At the rate we're going, it looks like the Lakers are gonna sweep them. <laughs> that's 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 where my thought is, yeah. Especially if it's no, if it's no injuries. I mean, if, it, if people don't bounce back from these injuries, but yeah, man, all this bubble talk, people saying that you know it doesn't count. It's an asterisk. It's a bubble. At the end of the day, the ball gets gets thrown up, and you still gotta go out there and put the ball. In right, the they still have to play the games. Uh, situations, yeah. situations are different, but they're different from for everybody. It's across the board. Um, 
you could say that about the fans, but we did have a playoff, so don't get don't give me the whole no fan situation in the finals now. We've been playing with no fans for, you know, the last what ninety days. So it's mm-hmm. it's I mean it is what it is. A championship championship. I do not think I think Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I think LeBron is top top three. I put Kobe right behind Michael because I feel like he mimicked his game mm. greatly. But um a lot of people saying, oh, if LeBron wins this championship, what does that do to his legacy? I don't think it does much. I think his legacy is solidified and his place is cemented on Mount Rush Rushmore. Mm. There's nothing more he can do. These are just accolades that he's just just, just getting. Um, if you're in a younger generation, you're going to think LeBron is the greatest player because you didn't grow up watching Jordan. Right, right. If you, if you are those people in the – I, I think from um, the, the 90s to 2000s was Jordan. From 2000 to 2010 was Kobe, and then from 2010 to now, it's been all LeBron. Mm-hmm. So I can say that they're all, they were all great. They were all goats in their eras, but I still think the torch is still Michael Jordan, man. I can't, like, I'm sorry. I can't take it. I, I just, it's so hard for me to do it, man. No, man, I, com- I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And um, which is funny because like I never hear you hear the experts talk and stuff like that. They never put Kobe in the top three or top five. I'm like, how do you not? No, nope. that makes no sense to yeah. me. You can't put, yeah, and I don't think you could put. You can't put LeBron above Kobe. My argument when people do do that is, I always ask them. I say, okay, so who's the greatest player of all time? They say Michael Jordan. Hmm. I say, okay. But you tell it, but you guys with the same breath to tell me that Kobe mimicked Michael Jordan to a T. Like, I've heard people say that's dang near his clone. Like, literally, down to the celebrations, the post moves, mm-hmm. the aggressiveness on the court, the killer mentality. Like the heart, everything. the heart, yeah. Five, like, the five championships, and you mean to tell me that you're going to put him at number eight? But you said, mm. I mean, all right, so let's make him one, let's make him one B. And then give give LeBron number two. We can yeah, do that. Right, right, I'll, right. I'll appease you. Jordan one, Kobe one A, and then uh, LeBron B. Like, like I'm I'm okay with that. But he's he's too much like MJ for us to for us to put him at eight. How can we say MJ is the greatest and then put Kobe at eight? Mm-hmm. His body of work speaks for itself. I just don't get it. But I don't know. That was a sad day when he died, man. Like, and then with his daughter Dude. dying too, that was just like. I didn't. Tragic, I didn't. Man. I didn't believe it, man. And it was the start of all of this. Everything that's been happening this year—that was yep. the start of it. Yep. When I heard it, and the first place I heard it from, um, I just left church, and I'm getting phone calls from. Um, I'm from Arkansas originally, from Arkansas numbers, and I'm like, why is everybody calling me like back to back, back to back, back to back? Because like I said, I've been a Lakers and a Kobe fan for years. So I'm getting all these phone calls and I'm not answering. I'm like, all right, Sally Mae, you ain't gonna get me today. It's Sunday. You ain't calling me today. <laughs> so, so I'm not, I'm not answering the phone. And then finally, I pick up and one of my friends is like, "Hey, you all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." He's like, "Dude, so you okay with Kobe dying?" I'm like, "Man, whatever." You know, I'm like, "This is just Kobe's way or the world star's way of saying." Just because you know LeBron passed Kobe the night before mm-hmm. uh, with the with the. Uh, with the points or whatever. And he shook his hand. I'm like, this is just Kobe's way cause of getting the attention back on himself. I'm like, Kobe would do something like this. You know what I'm saying? He would play around. He would joke around. He would do something. And then I was like, nah, it's for real. So I turned on ESPN. And when I seen it on ESPN and CNN, that's when I turned off my phone. And I'm like, bro, 
bro, I don't want to talk to nobody. Like, this is real. And then when they were saying his whole family was on there at first. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is this is a lot of people. You know, it's I mean, it's bad enough that it was him and Gigi because Gigi was a monster, man. I don't know if you watch her play, but that girl yeah. could fall. Yeah, like, they were talking about her being the first girl playing in the NBA one day. Yep, dude, she and Kobe, Kobe had made, uh, he, he had said that, you know what, I am not going to go to another Lakers game. He had said that. But because she was getting so so much up into the game and she wanted to better understand it, they they wasn't going to the Lakers games to actually view the games. He was going there to, to dissect the game and show her how to play the game of basketball. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you look at the tapes, he's literally looking like he's coaching his daughter. And I'm like, Dude, how 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 great is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, it was it was sad. Not even just for them, but for all the other families that were lost. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. was yeah, it was sad. I see all these YouTube videos of of the the videos of the crash and the smoke, and I'm like, dude, just let them let them rest, man. Stop showing all these videos of and all these conspiracy theories of how it happened and why it happened. Like, why can't we just let stuff go? And move on. We got to just drag it out, you know. But uh, like I said, social media and the internet could be bad sometimes. Well, it's because we live in that life where people need to understand why something happened. They need to know all the facts. They need to know, you know what I mean? And they don't accept like, oh, I don't understand why that happened. So I just don't agree with it or I don't accept it. You know, there's things in life where you just don't understand. You're not going to. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is what, like, I tell people too, is just like, um, cause also like at work and stuff, uh, at work, I have a friend that's, um, uh, atheist and, but he always asked me questions, you know what I mean? And that's what I told him one time. He asked me something and I was just like, dude, there's things in life, man. You're just not going to understand. It's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. You know, You're no, right. no scientist can explain it. I couldn't explain it to you. People that read the Bible all the time can't explain. Like, it's just something that, you know, we just don't know. Yep. Yep. You know, every, every time somebody tell me they're atheist, I say, oh, okay, you're curious. No, I'm atheist. Yeah, you're curious. <laughs> yep. Because atheists, they're curious. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying. They're still searching. They're trying to find. Right. Um, they, they say that they can believe, but they're curious. Like, they're going to be, they'll be those people that were constantly because they they know it's something it's something going on so they're curious they're not atheists they're curious <laughs> oh yeah exactly you know but um but back to the the heat in the lake of uh, the uh yeah heat in the lakers i actually had the heat in um in seven games because i thought if they the sh- yeah I thought if they shot the way they did coming up towards the finals, they were shooting the lights out because they have no big dudes, mm-hmm. you know. But then after yeah. watching that first game, I was like, oh, no. I was like, they don't have a shot. Yeah. You, you want to know, know what, what what changed my mind? Uh, I, I said Lakers in six, and then I started saying Lakers in five. Um, was game five um, against the Celtics. Okay. When uh, when they put Cantor and Ennis in the game, mm-hmm. and I seen how the 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 Heat couldn't deal with the big bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, and they broke their zone. I was like, well, the Lakers got three bigs, and not only do they got they actually got four. And Anthony Davis is a big that can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's gonna be a problem for them. Like, so that's when I started to say, okay, you know what? 
Matchups are going to be a problem. Jimmy Butler is not a great three-point shooter. And not, Hero and, and um, and the other – what's the other guy? Um, Dragic. Dragic and all them, they can shoot. Yeah. But, but it's just like they're going to have to exert so much energy on defense guarding these bigs. Yeah. I was like, I just don't – I don't see it happening. The only small ball team I can ever see that can beat a big team like that, dude, it's got to be the Warriors because those are locked, locked down, knockdown shooters, man. Right, right. I don't think you would ever see any front court or back court that can shoot the ball and play small balls uh, like that, that Warriors team, bro. That is mm-hmm. just – that was unfair. When they got KD, that was absolutely – Unfair, and they they win and never lost if it wasn't for injuries. Like right, Kawhi right, yeah. Raptors win the one last year if it wasn't for KD and Kawhi getting hurt. They almost right. if, if if um I mean KD and Clay if Clay Clay almost gave them the, they still almost won the series with the hurt Clay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you know hey you go out there and play who you play against can't knock them for getting the championship they got it so yeah exactly you know and it's funny that the um. Cause everyone was putting gonna gonna put Kawhi up there like near Michael Jordan, and I was like, oh, I don't know about you know what I mean. Like he's got championships, but like, look, I think look at the coaching and the system. I think he's a very system guy. I agree. You know what I mean? Because you got, you got one, one thing about Kawhi is that he lacks leadership. Right. Um, he's quiet. Yeah. But when, but but when you play only 50, 60 games a season, and you want your team. You want to build that camaraderie with your team, and you want them to be behind you. It's hard to do that when you're not on the court battling every night with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand you say you want to preserve your body, but players like Kyle Lowry was huge for him in Toronto because he had his team behind him. He was the, he was a speaker. He was the head front. The Clippers they had no leadership in that locker room. The, their leadership was Pat Beverly, and he's just a clown. Yeah, so, he's just loud, right? You know, yeah, like no way they were gonna in in those situations. They had played twelve games together total. You can't build a championship team and poise with twelve games just because you got those names. The two thousand and four Lakers tried it, like with Carl Malone and all them. They couldn't do right. it. Like it, it, it always is gonna fail when you have select when you have big time players on teams like that. So um, I'm enjoying this banner number seventeen for my for my Lakers, man. We need one more to be. <laughs> We need one more to beat the Celtics out for the most banners uh, in the NBA. So um, I'm enjoying it, man. And then, you know, you got to do it for Kobe this year. This is going to just. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why you see LeBron. Yeah, I mean, that's why you see LeBron with the. He has a different focus, man. Yep. Never seen him focus like this, ever. Yeah, it's different. He's went to to 10 finals and lost game one of every finals, bro. Like. This is the first time he's ever had a 2-0 lead on the final. So, he, he, you could tell it. He's not celebrating. He's focused. He's focused. But I, I feel, I truly feel like that's because of what, um, what happened with Kobe and the promises that he made um, after Kobe's death. So you, you kind of have to finish the season out. Right. Because Lakers fans will crucify him. Literally, Lakers. Yeah, fans they. Will, like, dude, they was it was already hard hard enough for us to accept him as a Laker anyway. Cause you know when he came over to to Lakers, everybody was like, "Oh, best Laker ever!" And I'm like, "What? He hasn't he, he hasn't done anything in a Lakers uniform. And even if even what he does do in a Lakers uniform, it's at the tail end of his career. So you can't say he's the best Laker ever. He didn't do all those in Lakers jerseys. Kobe, 
uh, Magic, Wilt, Kareem, they did all those things in Lakers jerseys. So it's, he's not going to be in that ca- conversation, you know, that category. But, I mean, he will be considered one of the greatest Lakers, but when it comes to what you did in the Lakers jersey, the only thing he really can do is win championships because he, his stats are not going to beat any other Lakers players during that tenure as a Laker. So. Right. And then so, like, so I'm a Sixers fan. all things Philly. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. What do you think? I like it, man. I feel yeah. I feel like the Clippers made a mistake, man. Yeah. Like, you can't blame, in my opinion, you can't blame Doc Rivers for what happened. I know everybody say about his his history, but you got to remember he did win a championship uh, with the Celtics. Um, now, everybody's saying, oh, that's Paul Pierce and everybody else's championship. No, he coached the hell out of that team. Oh, yeah, he sure like, did. He coached that team. He's a great coach. I think he's going to do very good in Philly. I'm just anxious to see what they do with this roster. If they're going to try to blow up some pieces or they're going to keep it together and just let's see what Doc Rivers can do. I don't know what they're going to do. They should have spent some, they should have spent the money and kept JJ Reddy. I, that's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're going to blow it up or not. I know whatever they do, I think they're going to keep it around um, and beat in Simmons. Mm-hmm. And you know we need shooters. You can't shoot the yep. ball. You know what I mean. And Embiid yep. needs to learn how to be a big man. Yep, be a be a serious big man. He reminds me of Dwight Howard. Always playing, always joking. Yeah. Um. You know. You know. We've always criticized Dwight Howard for how dominant he could be and just being aggressive. And you know, he just never he never did. Uh, Two thousand nine, when the Lakers beat him in the finals, he was he was super aggressive. Um. But besides that, man. Uh, yeah, Joel Embiid is he needs to stay away from the three point line, that's for sure. And I think Doc Rivers will, will clear that up. So Yeah, I mean so, so you an AI fan, man. Oh, dude, he was my favorite player. Oh man. Yeah, growing AI. up, yeah. AI AI was a, a monster, man. They about to drop some AI Kobe's. Um and some no, I'm sorry, some some um Allen Iverson Kobe's. They like some AIs that's yellow and purple. Oh wow. I, I gotta get my hands on. So Stay tuned for that. <laughs> oh man! If I can get, I know I just watched that. I saw that video of the um, the Iverson and Harden had a shoe or whatever. I saw that you yeah. had those. I was like, "Ooh, there's not bad looking." Yeah, they um, they actually are sitting around in stores, man. People didn't buy them. The quality on those shoes are absolutely well. They're also amazing. Reebok. People don't really buy Reebok, do they? Yep. No, not anymore. Uh, older people like me, we buy Reeboks because we remember Sean Kemp. We remember, yeah. remember Shaquille O'Neal. We remember those players back in the um, late 80s, early 90s that had the Reeboks. Um, but the only thing about those Iversons, um, those white bottoms, I hate white bottoms on sneakers. Ooh, like, yeah. As soon as you walk outside. That's dirty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's dirty. So they put an all-white bottom, and I'm like, wow, you could have put a red, you know, translucent bottom or anything, but they put a white one, but... The leather on them is super plush. They executed very well. Um, so shout out to Reebok, man. They've been putting some good quality on their shoes, trying to get people to buy them. People just not buying them. Yeah, the only reason I think people would know Reebok is because they're a sponsor of the UFC. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's the only and thing I, I would know. But and Adidas actually owns Reebok now. I don't know if you know that. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they 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 bought them out. It was about five six years ago. So. Um, that's why you see. That's why you seeing these seeing these collabs. James Harden. Is ah, okay. That's why you are seeing the collabs now. Okay. So I like to end these things with just hearing about um, 
like your mindset of what you do with your YouTube channel and your motivation of um, just kind of keeping it going. Okay. All right. So my um, YouTube uh, channel is Keeknology. It's on, on YouTube. It's on IG. It's on Twitter. Um, what I do with my YouTube is I use my sneakers, my passion for shoes. Um, I've been collecting for years now, and I use that to to um, as a platform, as a way to share the word of God. Um, of course, I review shoes. I talk about shoes. I tell people how to cop shoes, all those great things. Um, but my main purpose and focus is to encourage everyone to understand that the shoes that we walk in on this earth um, are not permanent shoes. Um, it doesn't matter if they're Jordans, if they're Yeezys, if they're Adidas, if they're Iversons, it doesn't matter what they are. Um, what matters is is what your soul, this soul, the soul here is made of. Um, and the only way we can get that great soul, that good heart in is by getting to know the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So um, I try to make it entertaining. Um, I try to make it um I went to a Christian university, so I try to make it um, less classroom teacher type mm. videos because I feel like a lot of times that pushes people away. And um, I'm not trying to preach to people, but it, it, I, I, I want to preach to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I want to make it to I wanted to make it to where anybody where it's entertaining and people can relate to it. I'm just a normal guy like anybody else that um, has a nine to five. Um, I'm just trying to show. Um, show my love for Christ because he showed his love for me 2000 years ago when he died for me. So I just want to make sure that, um, whatever I do is, um, is reflecting him. The words that I say are biblical. They're in the word. They're not my words. They are actually from what he has, he has spoken. And, um, it is true. So you would never hear me say anything or give anybody any advice or guidance that is not God written. Um, because, um, and if I don't know the answer, I am not afraid to say, Hey, I do not know, but let me get back to you. So anything that you see on my YouTube is going to be a hundred percent from God's word. Um, it's not going to be my personal opinion. Um, so yeah, man, just, I just check it out. Let me know if you guys like it. I'm always open for feedback. Um, I'm not one of those type of people that be like, Hey, um, you gave me feedback. This is what I think about your feedback. It was trash. You know, I'm like, okay, let's talk about that. Why? Why do you say that? So you, can't, Jeremy, it seemed like you came off this way on your video. Okay, I didn't mean to come off aggressive. I was just passionate about it. You know, that 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 lets me know I need to tweak some of the things that I'm doing. Um, feedback is always good for for the mind, body, and soul. You just got to prepare yourself to be able to take it. So, mm -hmm. um, super fun. I love it. I enjoy. It. I I do it because I enjoy it. Um, I do it to be able to meet people like you to be able to do what we're doing right now. Um, I am very long-winded. I will talk for hours, so I'm glad that you are able to wrap this up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, hey, uh, before I before we do end it, I just want to tell you I love what you're doing. Um, you have somebody that's going to be reviewing it, that's going to be promoting you. Keep doing what you're doing. Stay away from those views and stuff like that. Um, your purpose seems to be solid. Stick to your purpose. Um, of course, we're all going to have times where we get discouraged and all that stuff. Hey, when you do get discouraged, man, go back and watch some of your content. You'll be amazed to see how much that uplifts you and encourages you to keep pushing and keep doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, man, I definitely, I like, to, I, I, I feel like I have a new friend. So <laughs> yeah, um, man, definitely. <laughs> if you like to talk sports? You gonna have to come on my sports live. Uh, my next sports live, we got to talk about this Doc Rivers and AI thing. So, 
um, yeah, man, thank you so much for having me on, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, and um, and also I just want to let you know, like uh, I got so Sasha, like when she recommended uh, you to me, she told me that like she really like uh, is touched by what you say and what you do and stuff like that. So that's what made me want to like look up what you talk about and that kind of thing. So I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely a guy I want to talk to and see what he's about. You know what I mean? So you're definitely like reaching her. And the same thing with you, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Because, you know, I love it. There's people out there that love it. And, you know, you're touching people. So. Yes, sir. I will. Thank you so much, man. That means a lot, man. That That's that's why I do this, like I said, man. So I appreciate the kind words, bro. All right, man. We'll see you. I appreciate it.